Good morning, good morning. How are you all doing today? I hope you're doing great. I am here drinking my Tazo tea. Um, it's some kind of green tea with, I think, lemongrass or spearmint or something. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, definitely feeling good this morning and I'm excited to speak with you all about the topics for today. So, um, today I wanted to have a story time, um, as I mentioned in the introduction, and if you haven't seen that inter- uh, seen, if you haven't heard that introductory podcast, go ahead and go back, you know, go back and, um, listen to that so you can know what kinds of topics we'll be covering, but today I wanted to do a story time, um, and the story is how I got into these topics. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you all about how I ended up um, becoming really interested in women's issues and in um, race issues. So I was trying to think about the best way to describe this, but it's kind of hard to mix the two together in the beginning. Basically, I would say that I started out being interested in women's issues and race issues separately and then slowly over time those two overlapped and came together um, and I found a lot of overlap between them. So this uh, brings us to where we are now. So um, I'll go ahead and begin by speaking about race because that is probably one of the biggest things that I discovered first about myself. Okay, so me and my experiences with race. I'll probably go into this more later. I'm not sure. It depends. Anyway, looking at race, one of the first times I discovered my race was in preschool. And I, I don't know who was in that class. I don't know what was going on. I'm guessing that the students were mostly white because I just remember one day going to school, you know, my parents were driving me to preschool and I started crying, you know, and they were like, why are you crying? And I was like, I just want to be white. Like, I was literally <laughs> saying that to them at the age of three. And um, yeah, that's like my earliest memory of race <laughs> is me crying that I was black and not white. So I don't know what made me realize that, what made me think about that. But um, for whatever reason, I felt like I wanted to be white. I think maybe most of my classmates were white. I'm not really sure but um yeah i don't know if you all know about um oh my gosh i can't remember their names right now uh, clark and clark i think those are their names um they did a study in the 50s i believe talking about the like different dolls and how children would prefer the white dolls to the black dolls they used that as um a case to help children not sorry not to help children to help the Supreme Court understand that slavery was wrong and that it was detrimental to children because they were having all these black children preferring the white dolls and all that. So anyway, it just shows that from a very young age, we are very attuned to race and to the ways that um, our different racial makeup is like kind of affects us as people in our society. So yeah, definitely a lot of stuff there. Uh, excuse me, I don't know if you could hear my burp just now, but for some reason when I drink tea, I burp. I don't know if that happens to anyone else. Uh, okay, continuing on. <laughs> uh, 
um yeah so that was my first experience with race but ever since then i always was very attuned to it another scenario it's interesting a lot of these scenarios have to do with school um okay so secondly for me i what remember being in fourth grade and this was kind of like my second big experience with race so i remember being in class we were in the health section of class and we were learning about <laughs> um hair care and this book was horribly outdated okay but anyway we were learning about hair care i mean it seemed like it was made in the 90s basically like all the people looked like they were wearing clothes from the 90s um very cringy anyway in that pic in those pictures and stuff they were saying okay you need to wash your hair every day and blah 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 and i was like wait what every day what like because at this point in my life my hair was natural and we washed my hair like every week like once a week you know and um <laughs> yeah so to hear that you needed to wash your hair every day i like went to my mom was like um i'm pretty sure this is a bad idea right like we're not supposed to, i'm not supposed to wash my hair every day right because i was like my hair is so dry already like that just seems like a horrible idea she was like oh no no tiffany that that's for white people and i was like wait a second wait what like wait a second wait wait where's where's the black hair care why is that not in my textbook and you know my parents were like i don't know maybe you should ask your teacher and i was like okay so i literally did like i don't know if they were joking or not but i literally went to school like the next day and we went back to the same topic and i raised my hand and they're like yes yes tiffany and i'm like um so i was just wondering like why there's no black hair care in here because um yeah if i wash my hair every single day my hair would literally fall out and all of everybody in the class like their jaws dropped they looked back at me and it was just like this moment of silence and the teacher's like i i i don't know um i uh wait is that really what happens to your hair yeah and so then it became this whole thing where i'm explaining to the class how my hair works uh, anyway the point is that from an early age those two are those are two of the earliest experiences and i can go into more detail about more experiences later but i wouldn't want this vi uh, video podcast to be sorry not video podcast this audio podcast to be too long so those are two of my earliest experiences with race but as you can see from an early age i was extremely extremely inquisitive and so i just didn't really like to take things at face value and i didn't like to you know kind of follow just the normal status quo so for me race was always a question of why is why are things like this why are things like that why am i like this why are you like that and why do you know why is this thing recognized as uh worthy to be in the textbook and this other thing is not so yeah i definitely was very inquisitive for a while thinking about gender or specifically women and women's issues there are a couple of experiences again that started early in childhood that really piqued my interest in this first of all i would like to say that my mom really raised me <laughs> to be extremely girly like um it's kind of funny because if you meet my sister she's like girly but also not i don't know how to explain it like like she is more like rough around the edges but i'm like pink yay princesses woohoo yeah anyway so i i'm not blaming my mom or anything like it's it's just funny you know everybody gets the same input and 
you'll have different outputs because people are different. But for whatever reason, I just grew up being the biggest girly girl. And from a very young age, I remember, again, one of my earliest memories, like preschool age memory, is me watching The Little Mermaid on TV because it was a TV show. And I just, oh my gosh, I loved it so much. But um, another of my earliest memories, we saw Disney on Ice. And in that uh, situation, in that we... They, they got me a um, gift at the end, they meaning my parents, which was a gigantic pink book that was called Princess Treasury. It had like the six Disney princesses that were there at the time. So it was like Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, um, Jasmine, Snow White, Sleeping... Uh, sorry, I think I already said Sleeping Beauty. Uh, Belle and somebody else. I'm missing someone. Sorry, I'm forgetting someone. Anyway, um, it was like six. And, oh, The Little Mermaid, of course. Anyway, I remember getting that book and just like being in love with it, literally. And ever since then, I've been pretty obsessed with Disney princesses and the franchise. Like I really, I can talk about that at another time, but I've always been really fascinated by the idea of being a girl and being feminine and you know, the different things in media that are put out there to um, be part of, to celebrate, to and also to curate what it means to be female or womanly. Um, as I got older, I just continued to really love this franchise. But I remember starting in high school, actually, I started looking at the princess franchise more critically. Um, and I really enjoyed this because, um, oh, give me one second. <laughs> I am running out of battery. Okay. Um, one second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're back. Okay. Continuing on. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. What was like the last thing I was saying? Um, yes, I was talking about, yes. Okay. In high school, I became very inquisitive and critical um and sorry by critical I don't mean like oh this is the worst I mean having a critical mindset like thinking critically about the information like thinking hmm why do we have the princesses like this why are they this race why are they this way why are they portrayed this or that way yeah so um in high school I began to become a little more critical of the um disney princess franchise which was really awesome i actually i had to do a paper project thing in u.s history um ap u.s history a push woo yeah it was the worst but anyway um for all of you out there who also survived it um power to you so <laughs> i we all had to do a project of our choosing and it needed to just be something about the U.S. So I was like, you know what? I like princesses. So that was really cool. I got to spend that time looking at the um, trajectory of the princess franchise and talk about, like, the transition of it over time. You know, I'm actually pretty passionate about this, so <laughs> we're probably going to go deeper into this in another podcast. But um, basically, it was really cool because... I realized that being a princess and what it mean, meant to do that 
really changed drastically you know like sleeping beauty versus like moana there's just like a really big difference <laughs> in <laughs> the the race the um the way they acted the uh, if there was a prince or not you know there's just like so much that changed in our culture over time and so that just got me really interested in women's issues and kind of the way that culture portrays us the third thing i'll say is that um excuse me sorry again with the t anyway the third thing that got me really interested in this area was the practicum that i did during my senior year of high school so i talked about um women and self-esteem and media so i talked about okay how does media affect young girls and that was again really interesting because i got to go deeper into not just looking at movies like disney franchises but looking at things like magazines like um different kinds of media sources and how they affect women um and i really liked that because it helped me delve deeper into okay what is media teaching us that it means to be a woman and how does that affect us so i really enjoyed that process but um, I guess you could already start to see the overlap there. Um, I started doing more of the overlap in college because um, I realized that there was a lot to do with race and women's um, issues that kind of overlapped, that not just kind of, definitely overlapped. Um, as a college student um, that began being a resident advisor, I was that was a position where I needed to live in my college dorm with other students and be a um, role model, a mentor, a person of support. And to do that, um, we had to talk about different aspects of identity um, in order to be able to more, you know, more accurately encourage and support our students. So that meant us knowing about our own identities. So we talked about this concept called intersectionality and that meant um, basically taking different parts of your identity and intersecting them on top of each other. For example, um, three aspects of my identity are religious or spiritual beliefs, gender, and race. So if I look at the fact that I am a black Christian woman, those are three separate parts of my identity. And when you mix them together or overlap them is the better term you have the intersection at the intersection of those three identities is me so it's interesting when you look at this phenomenon of intersectionality because a okay imagine just a woman right now imagine a black woman so you're experiencing what it means to be a woman and what it means to be black at the same time that's going to be different than being a white woman you're experiencing what it means to be a woman and what it means to be white okay or like if you take religion you could be white and muslim you could be black and muslim see you're taking two parts of identity and intersecting them so when we were doing this exercise uh, during my training for my being an RA, it really piqued my interest in this concept of the intersection between being black and being female. 
because I realized that, okay, being female is already hard <laughs> and being black is already hard. But like when you mix them together, <laughs> it's really hard. There's just a lot of discrimination that comes against women. And there's a lot of discrimination that comes against African-Americans or black people or the African diaspora or whatever you want to call it. And when you mix those two together, there's just a unique set of struggles and challenges, things that I experience on a daily basis. So college was the time where I was able to take these two things that really piqued my interest, um, experience of race, being a black person, and experience of femininity, being a woman, and seeing ways that being a woman was portrayed in media, and, and kind of like ways that it felt like oh, this is what it means to be a woman that was kind of pushed onto you through media and through different sources of culture um, and how that could be the same or different than who I am as a person. Okay, so <laughs> that brings us to the present day. Because of my interests in those areas, um, starting back in preschool, I now really enjoy spending time with all of you talking about the intersection of being black and being female. I like doing that in the context of these podcasts and I like doing that in the in the context of writing books. So the next podcast I will be talking about the book that I wrote, um, the most recent novel which is called Rose Wielder and that is about a black female and about her experiences being black and female while experiencing royalty and different things like that. I won't put too much out there right now, but um, I will say that the different things that I've experienced throughout my life have made the um, what I'm doing now extremely relevant and a very big passion of mine. The last thing I'll say today is that um, it doesn't, that my interests in being black and female don't just, um, they haven't just influenced podcasts and books. They also influence the kinds of careers I like to do. So for example, I really love being in career type positions where I am able to support women and support people of color. And if I'm able to do an overlap of that, then it's really even more exciting. Um, and so it's, it's really cool because it allows me to support people from two separate areas and supporting them through the intersection of those identities um, because as you will probably be able to see very easily and very quickly, there is a lot of, um, how do you say, there is a lot of complication <laughs> in any one of those parts of the identity, but mixing them together. Okay, so um, yeah, I hope you all enjoyed that and I'm really excited to keep going with the podcast. Keep looking out for them. I will be posting regularly. My goal is to post um, about once per week. Um, we'll see how that goes, but I mean, I might end up posting a little more regularly or a little bit less, like if I just feel like I'd rather bring out two, but my, my main goal is to do one per week. And I really like this 20-minute segment. So that's what we'll be doing. Um, and I hope you all have a great day. 
and that you um, have a good time wherever you've commuted to, whatever tea or coffee you're drinking, um, whatever jog or exercise <laughs> you just finished. So power to you and have a great day.